Hey everybody, welcome back to Shot Callers, presented by 48 Minutes and 48MinutesNetwork.com, where you can find your favorite articles, podcasts, and game recaps for both NBA and NCAA basketball. We're going to have some great stuff up this week. Um, Producer Tim is writing an article on Najee Marshall. He's the forward for Xavier that has been hot. And uh, NCAA.com said that Najee Marshall was one of the players to watch. So Tim has been watching him. Mm -hmm. We also have an article that's going up by our good friend Jordan Bonji at uh, Lottery Bound Hoops. He's recapping and looking back at that Boogie Cousins Buddy Heel trade. Just seeing really how it played out for both teams. Um, today's episode, I'm joined, as always, by my man, Ben Brown. Ben? I've missed you. I've missed you. <laughs> it was a good embrace. To it, see was. You. It, was, <laughs> it was. It was nice. It was great to see you. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we drank some wine, we ate some pizza, and we watched the shop. Um, and we watched the, the Pistons-Raptors game before starting this. And um, like every episode, we got producer Tim on it. Producer Tim, What's happening? What up? What up? What up? So, uh, yeah, this episode we're going to talk about Trey Young and how he's been the hottest thing going. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about load management and how that's been frustrating. Boo. We talk about the the Bucks who clinched a playoff spot. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a fun time. A reminder, we do have a live pod on March 20th, and that's at Braxton Brewery in Covington, Kentucky. This pod is a college basketball podcast. We're going to... Um, have a bunch of great guests. We're going to have people that have played in the tournament before at colleges like uh, Xavier, stuff like that. So make sure you come out, check it out. It's free to come, so no real reason why not to. And we're also taking donations and donating 100% of the proceeds to suicide prevention. So great cause, uh, great time, great beer. Make sure you're there. We hope to see you all there. In the meantime, enjoy the pod. Have a great week, guys. Thanks. I said I'll always remember the wood grain beneath my feet in a busy street. I never said I was angry, but I think I'm still in misery. But it's what I needed, and it took me by surprise. Sometimes I think I'm bad. All right, let's start with the hottest player in the league the last uh, week or week and a half or so, or since the All-Star break, we'll yeah, Absolutely. And that's Trey Young. It seems like we almost wrote Trey Young off the first half of the season. Um, things were going pretty rough through through the first uh, 55 games. His team was only winning at a 34% uh, win percentage. They were 19 and 37. He was averaging 7 points a game, 7 assists three rebounds, but he was only shooting 31% from three. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like being a three-point shooter was going to be one of his greatest skills. Right. And um, 31% is just below league average considerably. Yeah. Um, but Trey Young has really turned it up. He has. Um, I think that the big thing is that he is starting to play um, – above his team's expectations. You know what I mean? So, for the Hawks, I mean, they, I don't know if they were expecting much. I mean, you know, you're building for the future. I think John Collins was a surprise. Trey Young now playing the way that he's playing um, is a pleasant surprise. And they're winning basketball games. Now, they're not going to make the playoffs this year, of course, obviously. But 
um, for the way he is playing, it, it definitely makes uh, their upcoming future positive. You know, like we talked about before, the first 50 some odd games, you know, he was, was kind of dreadful. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't, he really was on a list of uh, just, you know, bad, bad things, taking bad shots, doing bad stuff. Um, but now it seems like he's kind of fulfilling his role. He really is the leader of that team. Even as a rookie, he's the leader of that team, no doubt. Yeah, it's really awesome to see him get, uh, in my opinion, what looks like well-adjusted to the NBA, mm-hmm. to people's size, to people's speed, to people's athleticism. Um, you could tell that he just wasn't comfortable yeah. at the beginning of the season. But now I feel like he's kind of catching his groove. And, I mean, he's shooting incredibly, but I love his passes. He He's... Not the best passer in the league, but he might be the flashiest passer in the league. Yeah, I mean he's the flashiest passer, uh, and and his passes are always timely. Like he always makes that like incredible pass at the right time. Yeah, so, and the, he'll even do like the in air, but then like at the last second, dish it dish out, dish it out, right? Like uh, or the game where he had two nutmegs on LeBron. Yes. Like, yeah, and is, that's when you know you're starting to feel comfortable in the league, like. You could tell before, you know, he he was trying to make things happen and, and maybe trying to force some things. But, uh, I mean, you can tell now that he is definitely comfortable where he's at. He's he's making all kinds of plays. Um, like I said, the un, unsung, you know, leader of that team now. Um, and I think it also helps, too, like we talked about before, John Collins is a pleasant surprise the way he has played as well. So, um, it's cool to see Trey Young kind of evolve. Um, we had kind of written him off. We'd had, you know, Luca Mania, and everybody was riding Luca, and he's the guy, and which he is. I mean, no, don't no disrespect yeah, to Luca because he, he, he is. is he is that dude, no doubt about it. Right. But Trey, you know, is making a case for yeah, I belong where I was picked. I belong where I'm supposed to be. I'm not a bust. I'm not a guy that, you know, people kind of wrote off. Um, he's really, really fit the mold of being um, that dude in, in Atlanta. So. I'm really happy to see that uh, because he is a good player um, and he's starting to prove himself to be. I totally agree. Do you think that it's become a two-man race for Rookie of the Year? Or do you think Luka's already won it um, in the first half before the All-Star break? Uh, I, I I think people are, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know when the voting is yeah. or when they vote for that, but... With Trey getting hot at the end of the season, and Luca's still playing well. I mean, don't. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's still killing. Him. I, I, I think if we looked for the season, Luca would probably be leading in almost every statistical yeah, category. Yeah, absolutely, including wins for his team in the Western Conference. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if you're looking at that, then you know Luca's is the odds-on favorite for sure. But you know, Trey Young will get votes just because Trey Young in this last two three weeks of the season. Heading into the end of the season, I mean, he's really kind of turned it on. His team has had the spotlight. You know, they've had a couple of double overtime games. He's had a couple of games against LeBron. I mean, he's really kind of turned it on when when the lights have been the brightest. So, I wouldn't be surprised if it was was um, was a two man. I mean, going down the stretch, two man race for sure. Yeah, the last eight games, um, the last eight games, the Hawks are three and five, so they've improved their winning percentage mm-hmm. uh, from the first fifty eight or for the. From the first 55 games, when it was 34%, they improved it 38%. He improved his points per game. That's gone up 11 points a game. Added three assists and two rebounds. And he went from shooting 31% from three 
to shooting 44%. My goodness. From three. It's My just goodness. crazy. Yeah, that's true. He's actually it. shooting better from three-point land in the last eight games than he is from <laughs> from just the whole field. From, from the floor. Yeah, that's... Him That's sh- nuts. He is. It is more likely to go in if he is shooting, shooting a, a three, a three yeah. than anywhere else on the floor, which is insane. <laughs> and then we look at the last four, and I'm going to bring Tim in for this conversation. Mm-hmm. We look at the last four games, which includes that incredible game against the Bulls. Mm-hmm. The last four games, his team is two and two, which is a 50 percent win pace. Um, he's averaging 32 points a game. The last four, nine assists, and he's shooting. 11 free throw attempts a game and he's hitting 94% of them. Mm. Nuts. That is nuts. He's he's making 10 out of 11 free throws in the last uh, four games and for me I think free throws is a real real good sign of if someone's a good shooter or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you kind of see it in LA a little bit. Yeah. Right? What are you where, talking about, Kyle? Where they're bad free throw shooters <laughs> and that just kind of means that they're not great shooters. And Trey Young has the ability to shoot ninety four percent from three. I mean, yeah. for the season, um, free throw. You said from three. Or for, free yeah, throws. Free yeah, throws. thank you. <laughs> That'd um, be pretty crazy. Ninety four percent from no, three. No, he's still around eighty. <laughs> that would be nice. He's still around eighty percent, and I think the last eight games he's around ninety percent. Right. Um, but you look at like these great shooters in the league. You're JJ Reddicks. They're ninety percent from free throw. Right. You look at. Uh, Curry, Thompson, mm-hmm. these guys are ninety percent. Durant, you know, what I mean, they're all ninety percent from free throw, right? And I think it's a really, really good sign that they're great shooters. So I know that we were really worried, and that he was shooting thirty-one percent from three. Mm-hmm. But seeing him be this accurate of a free throw shooter um, gives me a lot of hope. Yeah, yeah, I think that you make a great point there with the free throws because. I think that's something that everybody learns as a kid is that like if you can't make the uncontested shot, you're going to struggle to make contested shots. So, and getting to the line that much. I mean, yeah. we see Harden having an MVP season because of his ability to get to the line. Right. It's so valuable to get to the line. Those stats are a little bit skewed, and that's because of a four-overtime game mm-hmm. that the Hawks had against uh, Tim, against your uh, Chicago Bulls. Yeah. That was crazy, wasn't it? It was crazy. It's a, it's a it's definitely a box score burner for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Markin in uh, thirty one, uh, Porter thirty one, Levine forty seven, uh, Trey Young forty nine. It, it's crazy. Yeah, it was really fun watching Levine and Young just go back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think uh, you know, on my end, obviously, it's nice to see like the Bulls have these two young guys that are really developing and going a long way yeah and they're without their center that they took in the draft and they have their small forward now from trade so you know this is this is nice they're a point guard away from really starting to have a nice five to be excited about yeah, yeah. they did they put up 168 points mm-hmm. yeah they put up 168 how, points how much of that was the bench with like, robin lopez in their starting line yeah. <laughs> 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 he's actually been super good lately right. Right. You know? so your question was how much was from the bench 34 points. <laughs> it was like, it was like nothing. Yeah. It, it, it was probably like Wayne selling like 17. Yeah, it, was, it was pretty pretty minimal. I think, you know, like, I, like, to show you how behind I've been, just from focusing on other things, like, I totally forgot that Timothy Luau Carolou was on the Bulls now. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, huh? Yeah, but this, uh, this game was great, and I think that this game gave us a little glimpse into the future 
And I feel like Hawks fans and Bulls fans alike should all be very excited. You know what's going to make the Hawks super fun next year? What? Romeo Langford. Oh, Romeo Langford. Yeah. No. Yes. No. Yes. That ultra athletic wing to go alongside Trey Young. There is an ultra athletic wing in the draft. His name is Zion. Zion. Well, they're going to be picking. <laughs> I don't know if you saw or not. They have five wins more than the other teams in that circumstance. Oh no, they do this uh, draft lottery thing. But yeah, where... you're in the top four. Okay. <laughs> yeah, weird thing. I know. I mean, Jared Culver, Romeo Langford going to the Hawks. Ooh, sign me up. I'm in. Yeah, I like Jarrett Culver because yeah. he's how, how all right. Jarrett Culver, how tall is he really? He's not six five. He's no. six eight. Yeah. Do we really think he's six right. eight? I'm with you. So? Yeah. yeah, he's, he's huge. And Kevin Herter, their uh, the Hawks um, two guard, he's like six seven. He's right. huge. Yeah, he's and like they got, uh, size. they got Amari Spellman too coming off the bench. Like he's a good player. Yeah. Um, they're they're definitely doing it right there. I, yeah. I like it. Um, It'll be really nice when like Kent Bazemore and DeAndre Bembry move on. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I do think that it's nice to have Vince Carter on that team. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. One because he shows up maybe once a week or so on Sports Center. Yeah. In the in the top ten plays, which is always nice to to see. But uh, it's good that all these young guys have have events around. Yeah, I mean he's a I mean great veteran. Um, great leader. Uh, he's a guy that's been on every aspect. I mean, he's been. I thought, I thought you were going to say every team, and I was oh, like, well, "Oh yeah, yeah." Well, that's, well, that's true. That too. His but, like but his I team mean... list looks like a porn star's IMDb profile. Oh my like... gosh! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it's cool that you know he's he's a guy that's been in the highest of highs when he you know when he was uh, at North Carolina with the Nets. I mean, you know, he's he's experienced every kind of success that you could have um he's been the guy he's been a slam dunk contest guy he's an icon as far as slam dunk contests are concerned i mean so to have that on your bench to be able to go to and, and a guy that you can talk to and be around a team like that that's inv- that's invaluable stuff as far as being in the nba yeah i i think that uh we're gonna continue to look at this trade for what i would assume is the rest of their uh careers in the mm-hmm. NBA. We're going to look at the Doncic, Trey Young trade, and I think they'll always kind of be connected. And we don't know what that pick is going to be from Dallas. I think right now it's projected to be somewhere between 9 to 12. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you're right. So like a late lottery pick, Trey Young plus a late lottery pick for Doncic. We'll see how it turns out. You know, they're both still 20 oh years God. old. Yeah. What if they got like Langford or Culver and DeAndre Hunter? I love DeAndre Hunter. I'm all in. That's for like that. that's like the all length team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like, that, but that's what I mean. That's what teams are trying to do now. Be right, long, absolutely. Athletic switchability. Yeah, they've said they're gonna be the baby warriors. No, but like they literally could yeah. do that in this draft, and like they could roll out Trey Young, Kevin Herter. Like they could they could roll out four guys that are six seven to mm-hmm. six ten, and Trey Young, and Trey Young, Trey Young. Yeah. Like the floor would be incredibly spaced, and everyone would be able to switch yep. except Trey. Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah, I I think things are things are looking up for the Hawks, even though they are uh, still one of the worst teams in the league as far as records go, and right. you know as far as talent goes right now, how it's developed. But yeah, Trae Young's definitely a bright spot. Trae Young is definitely a bright spot for sure. Yeah, love it. Um, so we just we're recording this on a Sunday night. We just finished the Raptors and Pistons game, mm-hmm. a game that I was very excited for, <laughs> and. Who's that? 
because it was the 2-7 matchup, Tim, in the Eastern Conference Finals. And my Detroit Pistons uh, were only supposed to lose by three, according to Vegas. And they actually won. They did. They won this game. And Ben, do you know why they won this game? Do I know why? Do you know why the Pistons won this game? It wasn't because Blake Griffin. It wasn't because Dwayne Casey was playing his old team. It wasn't because the Pistons are now 9-1 and one in the last 10 games. They are. The Pistons won this game for one reason. <laughs> and that's load, load management. management. That's load management. That's load management. The, t- the Pistons are undefeated against load management yeah. for sure. But Which, load management. Uh, Kawhi Leonard didn't play in this game. What is the deal, man? You beef it, don't you? Oh, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. And we were talking about this before the pod. Like, I get up every morning, go to work, earn my paycheck. Like, people want to see you play. If I am live in Detroit, and the only time I get to see the Toronto Raptors, my mom or dad buys me a Christmas gift. Hey, you know what, son? Toronto Raptors are going to be in town on March 3rd. And you're going to get to see Kawhi. Oh, that's great. I'm, I'm so excited. I show up. Kawhi, load management. Don't play. Healthy. Healthy. Completely healthy. Healthy. Has every ability Nothing to wrong. play. Nothing wrong with him. Nothing at all. Just load management. Nothing wrong with him at all. I, I don't I don't understand that. It drives me nuts. Um, and it, Even if you would have just made up an injury, I would have been more inclined to be like, okay, well, if you don't want to play, that's fine. But, you know, back spasms. Great. You got back spasms. You're, you're a professional athlete. Your back is very important. I, I get that. Um, sore knee, turned ankle. That's great. But load management, like that's just, that's kind of a bull crap way out. And I think also two teams do that for like tonight. Tough road game. Detroit's playing well. Um, two seven matchup in the playoffs. Two seven matchup in the playoffs. Let's not show our hand. Let's, you know what I mean. And I don't know why. Like, like you're you're professional athletes. It doesn't matter what happens now. You're going to be able to play. And if you play that matchup uh, a month from now in the playoffs, it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. Like I want to see the best of the best play. We had a great matchup. Detroit's playing outstanding basketball. They're fighting for the playoff lives. The Raptors are trying to clinch. I mean, not clinch, but they're trying to succeed, you know set up get their home field. Home, yeah, get their home court advantage. All that stuff. Like you have reasons to play. Why? Why are you load managing with fifteen games left to go in the season? That just doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, and, and producer Tim brought up a great point that the schedule is made to be friendly to these players. Right. It's made so that you know they're not on back to back to backs every single night. Um, so. I mean, I don't really buy it to where the the Raptors played Friday night. Mm-hmm. They played at home in Toronto Friday night. Mm-hmm. They then traveled to Detroit, played Detroit, which is very close to Toronto. Yeah, it's close. It's like, yeah. like it's got to be one of the closest. That's games. The closest. Yeah, it's the probably closest. the closest game that Toronto could go to for an away game. Well, yeah, you yeah. know, they had a day off. They then traveled. That's normal. They don't play Monday morning, so it's not. There's no back-to-backs involved. No, there's no cross-country travel. It's literally your closest neighbor that you're traveling to yep. after a home game. Yep. There's no reason. There's no, no reason valid to. reason. And, yeah. And we love the NBA because it's so much talent in the NBA, mm-hmm. and it, we feel like it's the best product. And 
I don't know. I just don't want it to turn into. I don't know. Yeah, I don't uh, want it to turn into the the NFL Pro Bowl where right. it's just we Two have better touch. product, right? But all the good players are going to sit out, right? And no one's going to even like yeah. we're just not going to try. Yeah, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Like, like I don't I don't want to turn on and watch two hand touch. Yeah, let's, I mean I'm not saying you got to go out and kill each other, but like make a form, make a tackle. Let's go. You know, let's, let's let's play football. I want to see Blake Griffin against Kawhi. Absolutely, that should be you know what I mean. That Sunday should, night matchup. Let's go. Yeah, let's let's get it. Yeah, but so, now we're load management, and there's one player that is uh, mostly responsible for this, and that's LeBron. Mm-hmm. He is king load management. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the NBA should step in and get more involved in the load management? They are of just like so they they are getting involved, mm-hmm. right? You can't just sit your star players. No. Um, but it's very pick and choose when they want to do these battles, right? Yeah. They're allowed to sit J.R. Smith, right? Every game, every game, right? You can or, sit J.R. Smith every game in the world, yeah, and no one says anything. No. And then if you want to sit Anthony Davis for three games, then Adam Silver is going to come in and he's going to fine you, right? And maybe that's not fair. I mean, we saw Carmelo get sat for what two months. Mm-hmm. People probably forgot he was even on the Rockets. <laughs> right. even really, he was on the people team probably anymore. forgot. And yeah. no one fined them for not playing Carmelo. Right. So it's I understand it's a really hard thing to, to judge. Yeah. Because what do you do? Do you just say, if you're good, we're going to fine you? Right. Like, what, what's the threshold? Yeah, well, yeah. What, where's the mark? Yeah, where's the mark? I, yeah. I don't, I don't understand that. But I think they got to do something because, I don't know. I just don't feel right about it. Kawhi has had a lot of games. Um. Yeah. He's I mean, he's... A, he's had a lot of and games. A, and most of his have been... Load management. I mean, it hasn't been where it's the quad or the or the you know leg injury he had last year or anything like that. Most of them have been load management games. He's played forty six games this year out of a possible. I think they've played what sixty four. Yeah, yeah. So he's missing a third. So of So he's them? missing a third of the games. He's missing a third of the games. Hold on, and this is a guy. This is a guy that you're not even sure is going to come back to your team next year. I mean, what are you protecting him from? This, Not to mention his per. This is the best per thirty six he's practically ever had. Yeah. Well, yeah. If he plays, if he plays every game, how many games are they behind the Bucks? A couple, three, maybe. Yeah, maybe three. Maybe three. Right? They could have clinched. He's missed twenty games. Mm-hmm. All right, so maybe we've all seen how nuts an environment is in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. So then you go and maybe right. you're the one seed. Yeah. And honestly, if they're the one seed and Kawhi is playing out of his mind every night, yeah. he's in the MVP conversation. Yep. He really is. Mm-hmm. Yep. But sitting a third of the games takes him right out of it. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. He can't be the MVP sitting out a third of the games. And I, like you said, I don't understand. To me, that home court advantage, that number one overall seed, is is huge. Yeah. It's huge. I, I don't. You know. I don't. I don't get sitting a guy out for load management when you have a chance to be overall number one. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And I think the one that frustrated me the most, load management, was that uh, the game when LeBron came back and then he From, sat yeah. the next game against uh, the Warriors. After, on, yeah, on after on yeah, ABC. on ABC after he had played forty six minutes the night before. <laughs> like, come on, come on, we want to see this stuff. Like, yeah, we, I don't know, man. I I care about the players. I care about their health. Mm-hmm. But 
then figure out a better system. Then there needs to be another day between the games. Then. Yeah. We need to figure it out, and maybe it doesn't need to be 82 games. Maybe it needs to be 72 games. Right. But there has to be a solution to where these players are playing every game right. if they're healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I would rather see 72 games and Kawhi play 72 of them. Mm-hmm. I'd rather see that than 82 games and Kawhi sits out. Sits out 16. Yeah. yeah. Or LeBron James doesn't play a bunch of games. Right. You know what I mean? If if that means that LeBron's going to play against the Warriors, I'm in. So no doubt, yeah, they no need, they need to figure something out for load management. I don't know what the fix is, but um, I'm sure that there's people and executives at the NBA offices that are much smarter than me on the topic that can figure it out. <laughs> um, over this last week, there was a huge deal struck in sports, but it was not in the NBA, and that was with Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper signed a 13-year, $330 million contract to basically be a Philly for the rest of his career. And it got me thinking, mm-hmm. he's 26. Yeah. Right? He's going to be signed there until he's 39. And he definitely secured the long-term back. He did secure the back. No trade clauses at no all. No trade clauses that's at it. all. That's it. No, he's... That's he's a, it, yeah. He yeah. is a Philly. Yeah, he's he's in Philly for... Till he's 39, for sure. Mm-hmm. Is there any players in the NBA you would sign to a 13-year mm. deal? Do you uh, a time machine? No, no, no. Oh. Right now. Are you going to say LeBron? Right now. You say like, 06 LeBron. 06, yeah. Nope. In. Nope. Um, right, right, now, current, right now, current health, current everything. 13 years. Keep in mind, LeBron is what, 34? 34, yeah. 34, okay? He's so... Um, you got to think that you want someone that's uh, Luca. Luca, yeah. I mean, he's twenty. Thirteen years makes him thirty-three. Okay. I mean, here's my word with Luca. Yeah. Is his? He's not in the best shape. Right. And I just worry about if he's doughy now, um, especially since he's already played a bunch of time. Right. I don't know how he's going to be. Yeah. You know, is he going to be a thick boy? Yeah. I think. The, Thicky. I think that Luke. Luke is definitely my top five for this conversation. Yeah. Of course, uh, we actually ran a poll on Twitter, and Luca was one of the four names in the poll. So, yeah. I I don't disagree with Luca, but no. that's my biggest worry with him is that he's doughy. Yeah. Well, I would hope that you you look at a guy like Kevin Love, who was also doughy coming out of college. Um, if you look at him now, he's dropped probably fifty pounds, fifty, sixty pounds from where he was. That is a great so that's a great argument. You know, if you you know, if you look at that, you'd hope a guy would in the league gets a nutritionist, learns how to eat right, work out, you know, stuff like that. You would hope that that would happen. But that would be my one of my concerns too. Because yeah. he does have a lot of mileage on him. I mean Yeah. He wasn't a he's not a typical rookie. I mean, he's been playing professional basketball even in Europe, I mean, for the last couple of years. So he's not the typical rookie, so he's got some miles on him. Yeah, we, when we ran the poll, Giannis was the number one vote mm-hmm. getter uh, with 57%. Giannis would be, he's 24 now, mm-hmm. so he'd be 37. I do worry with how athletically based his game is mm-hmm. that I don't know how that plays out. And I don't know how many people are 37 that are almost seven foot that can run really fast. I don't, man, find me that guy. Cause yeah. I don't know if that exists. Yeah. And that worries me. A guy that 
really has to drive from the three-point line and just sprint to the basket right. to dunk it. I don't know how well that game ages. Right. So for me, I had uh, I had my vote in this, and I voted Jason Tatum. Oh. Jason Tatum, because I yeah. think that his body type is slender. Mm-hmm. I think that he's a shooter, which will de- which will age really well with mm-hmm. where the NBA is going. And, yeah, a 20-year-old shooter that can kind of do it all. He's not carrying a lot of weight on him at all. Right. Um, I think Jason Tatum would be my guy, man. I, I think like Jason that. Tatum until he's 33 is good. That's not bad. Zion. What about Zion? Um, I mean, that's obviously comes up, but, you know. I get worried about his knees. 285 pounds. A lot of pounding, Right. Dude. That's a lot. That's of, a lot of pounding. He's, he stepped through a shoe. Let's not that, forget that. That man literally. Say what you will about said shoe. Yeah. That man literally put his foot through a shoe. I went cat. Carl. Okay. How old is Carl Anthony Towns? So he's 22. Oh, God. He has literally not missed a single game in his NBA career. You talk about games that age as well. He plays on the block. Yeah. Like, and, That's you know. That's true. We That's all make fun of the too. whole, like, we all make fun of the whole, like, Tibbs plays in 48 minutes. The most he's averaged per game is 37. So, like, he doesn't have a ton of wear on his body. He's playing every game. Yeah. He obviously hasn't played a lot in the playoffs. There's less tear on his body. <laughs> that's where right? tear when you hey, hey honestly, I like but it. That's, yeah. he, can, he can stroke it from three. Mm-hmm. You know, I like it. I like it. That's a good one. That's a, yeah. That is a good one, Tim. That's a really good one. How old is Jokic? 23? 20... 23, I think. 23? And I know Jokic is probably better right now. I still think Cat still has a higher ceiling. Yeah, I think yeah, I would yeah, agree yeah. with that. Absolutely. Um, and Jokic, if you... He, talk about the, if the doughy argument's on the table. He won, by the way, from a Krispy Kreme from being out the league. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to invoke doughy claws on, on him, right? You, you can't be above this weight or you're going to get fined. Yeah, it's it's a fun it's a fun little discussion to think about yeah. a 13-year contract. Um, but it's also risky because you look at a guy like, like Brandon Ingram two years ago. Yeah. I'm sure there was tons of people that would have said, yeah. Oh, yeah, Brandon Ingram, for no sure. Markel Fultz last year going into the draft. Markel Fultz, yeah. right? Like we are with Zion. Everyone was like, Markel Fultz, for sure. Yeah. He's uh, solid. Right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's a, solid, it's a solid pick. Oh, yeah. That's scary to think about. But contracts are getting shorter and shorter, and that's what the owners wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think they're now kind of seeing uh, the negative effects of the shorter contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Durant's a great example of that. Mm-hmm. To where, you know what? You guys wanted shorter contracts. Free agency is going to be a bigger part of this yeah. if you want shorter contracts. Yeah. And there's pluses and minuses with it. The plus is you don't have Markel Fultz for 13 years. Correct. The The minus is that free agency is going to be a lot bigger and uh, the yeah. players are now more empowered. Yeah. Well, and every year, yeah, like you said, every year it, the numbers are getting bigger. The money's getting bigger. The contracts are getting bigger. So you're you're gonna have to deal with that um, every year that you're in it. So like you said, like Kevin Durant, he's looking at free agency now. I mean, what is he? Twenty nine, twenty eight, twenty nine years old. Twenty nine, I believe. You know what I mean? He's got a, at least another you know four to six years of being that type of player that he is now. So I mean, you you run the risk with that short contract if you're Golden State. Say if you'd have secured him for eight years. Instead of five, I mean, you still have him, and there you are. But what do you guys think about Ben Simmons on a long contract? Do you like the way his game would age? Yeah, I do. Do you think he's too athletically 
you think his game is too based on his athleticism? Um, yes and no, because he's a bunch more, like most of those guys that are super athletic like that aren't facilitators like he is too. So he doesn't have to take the bang that a lot of those guys do. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I think too, if you look at him, I compare him a lot to Magic Johnson. And outside of Magic, you know, of course, attracting AIDS, Magic would have played. <laughs> well, I mean, but outside, <laughs> but outside, outside of that, he would have played till probably he was thirty-eight, thirty-nine. I mean, his game translated that way where he could run. And I mean, you're looking at that '91 Finals. You know, I mean, that run to the playoffs all through the '90s. I mean, he was still playing at a really high level. You look at the Dream Team, and he was still playing at a really high level, even when he came back. You know, after he had decided, okay, well, I can play with this. He was still playing at a high level, and that was, what, 90, 94, 93, 96, 96? I mean, he was still playing at a high level. So I think when you compare him and Ben Simmons, I think that, that his game is comparable. Uh, Magic didn't shoot a whole lot of jump shots. Magic didn't, you know, he wasn't really a big-time three-point shooter. He got to the basket, he facilitated, and, you know, he's a guy I think could, could play like that for a long time. I think those two are comparable. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Yeah. yeah. Um it's going to be interesting to see just kind of how everyone mm-hmm. plays out. But 13 years is a, is a bit longer than I would ever want to give a player contract no. I, yeah, for there's, me. I, there's just too many things that can happen. Too many, man. <laughs> there's just too many things that can happen. Too many. Yeah, in, you, in your, you just in don't years, know. You know. We always go back to the Bobby Bonilla. I mean, that's... I mean, Mello. Uh, yeah, Mello. Look, look at I Carmelo mean, Anthony. Yeah. I mean, shoot. Like, you would think... Let's give him a 13-year contract. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just fizzled out. Yeah. He just fizzled out. Yep. So, um, yeah, we saw that a lot in football, too, like the, the quarterback contracts. Like, mm-hmm. no disrespect intended, that Matthew Stafford contract, when it was first time, was like, are you sure? Right. Well, it's happening in baseball, too. Miguel Cabrera, yeah. Albert Pujols, all these Pujols. guys. Like, making all that money. Yeah. yeah. Votto's the one that hasn't aged horribly, like, for the contract. Right. Yeah. But, but, like, Pujols, I mean, he, he signed that deal. And, I mean, it was... It like, was, Planet Fisitis was immediate. I mean, it's, yeah, as soon as he... I mean, it was like, ugh. Like, did you play baseball last year? Like, yeah. It was... I mean, it That's was rough. immediate. Yeah. Um, but let's go to the number one vote-getter in... Uh, in this discussion, that's Giannis mm-hmm. and and the Bucks. They secured their playoff spot. Now every week, uh, me and Ben are going to go through, and we are going to kind of spotlight a team that has secured a playoff spot. Just kind of talk about this team and why we think that they could have success in the playoffs. This one's going to be super easy. Yeah, we got the Bucks. Yeah, um, you know they're probably the second best team in the league. So I think you could even make an argument that they that they're one of the best, you know, maybe the best team in the league. So, mm-hmm. Milwaukee Bucks are in the playoffs. Absolutely. Where do you see them headed? Man, I, I do you have them penciled in to the to the finals? It's not in I, pen. I, it's not in marker. Yeah, I, I mean, I, penciled. I don't Apple see. Pencil. Yeah, I don't see a, I don't see anybody really, as far as athleticism wise, really beating them. Especially with the emergence of Bledsoe. Bledsoe's played outstanding. Um, yeah, no doubt. Secured the bag with that new contract. Four years, $70 million. Yes, sir. So, I mean, he, he's earned that contract. I mean, he's played really well. He had the emergence of Middleton, who's an all-star, um, who after the all-star break has been lights out as well. Um, and, of course, you have probably the MVP of the league in Giannis. So, I, it would be, I would be hard-pressed to not put them in the in the finals. I mean, with the Celtics being, you know, up and down, they haven't been very, I mean, they've been so inconsistent. Um, 
Kyrie's kind of true colors are kind of coming out. Um, I mean, it, it's you're seeing that stuff. The Raptors, I don't, I just don't think the Raptors really have enough. I like that they, they added Casal. I do like that. Um, but it also depends on what Kawhi you get. I mean, if you get, you know, the Kawhi of the finals in, in 15, I mean, you're like, Psh, that guy can lead a team to the finals. But um, as far as just all around athleticism, um, depth, I, I really like the Bucks. I do too, man. I really do. And we didn't talk, you didn't mention the Sixers in that, but yeah, well, yeah, in that yeah. game against the uh, Warriors, what was it, last night? Mm-hmm. It was just really weird spacing, and Jimmy Butler was everywhere, but kind of in a negative way. And yeah. I don't think that they've gelled together 100% correctly yet. No. So I, I'm not ready to say that they're going to win the East. Um, I think they definitely have the talent. It was just really weird spacing to see last night. Yeah. I pulled up, uh, I got together some stats on the Bucks. Okay. okay. And um, I'm going to say after. After getting these together, I, I truly do feel like the MVP race should be kind of uh, Giannis's race right now. Okay. And I didn't think that until really today. But I just don't know if there's really any holes in Giannis's argument. Okay. I think that Harden kind of has some holes in his argument. Oh, I would definitely right. Agree. Like yeah. I think that Harden his, his efficiency is Harden. Harden has a better has a stronger case, mm-hmm. but he has a weakness in his argument. Mm-hmm. Giannis's case is like bulletproof. Yeah, might not be as strong, but it is bulletproof. Okay, we already know the Bucks have the best record, the best win percentage, the best net rating. All of that has been uh, very well documented. They started twenty and nine mm-hmm. since they started twenty and nine. They've been twenty six and five, which is a sixty nine win pace. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Their last twenty five games, they're twenty three and two. What? Oh, Their last and, and, and listen to this. Their two losses, Giannis didn't play. I was going to say he didn't play last night. These guys don't lose with Giannis. Yeah, straight up don't lose with them. They have thirty three double digit wins this season. Oh my god. Which is most in the league. Number two is the Warriors. They have twenty four. Oh my gosh. They're waxing people. They are. <laughs> they waxing are putting people. on people. Double digit wins. <laughs> Double digit losses. They only have four. Number one in the league as well. Wow. They're waxing people. They're not getting They're waxed. They're not getting waxed, yeah. Um they've put up and this was from uh Ben Golliver at the Washington Post. <laughs> they've put up five hundred and forty point games this year. Five times they've gotten to 140 points. The last 30 years combined, they've only done it four times. Holy cow. <laughs> Jeez, Pete. And, and this one, Giannis's three-point percentage uh, by the month. In October, he was shooting 6% from three. November, it went up to 14%, so it doubled. Mm-hmm. December, it went up to 22%. January, it went up to 30%. February, it was 45.5%. Get out of here. This guy is developing a three-point shot in front of us. Yeah. I just, I I think that... (laughs) And it's growing with confidence. Man, and and again, I just said this. They have the best record. They have the best record on the road. They have the best win percentage. Mm -hmm. They have the best point differential. Yeah. 
I see him in the finals. Yeah. I see him in the finals. And I do understand that what Harden's doing is historic. But, man, I, I don't think that... I don't know, man. The case against Giannis isn't really there. Yeah. Yeah, he's... He the, is... only, the only case against him is there's someone that's doing something more incredible. Yeah, but, I, but we but we talked about that, too. The flaw in that. Like, and, you know, we, we give producer Tim a hard time because, you know, he doesn't see Harden as must-see TV. Which, he, which Harden is. Which he is. However, I, I think that his... I guess lack of efficiency. Um, it, it's starting to become like it's starting to become really, really bad. Like he has a lot of eight for twenty twos, eight for twenty fours. Start, starting to be get bad. Starting to be bad. <laughs> well, I mean, it's 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 eight. I mean, he's had a lot of those kind of like eight for twenty four. But you know, I you know he gets to the line. He you know his team is winning. Um, I don't know. I, I I do tend to agree with that. That thirty that thirty point run that stretch he had is pretty impressive. I mean, that's, absolutely. That, uh, to be able to do that consistently, night in, night out, with most of those nights your other all star Chris Paul not playing, and Capella, and Capella as well. I mean, he went on a run there where it was just absurd, absurd numbers. Um, but I do think that. Uh, what Giannis has is doing and what he's done is, is, is it's MVP worthy. I think yeah. he should be the MVP. I I just struggle with the Rockets still having a road playoff game in the first round. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. That's they still do have a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. I know they've been banged up and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if finishing right now they're a five seed. Um, I don't know finishing a five seed. I don't know if that's good enough. The voters really like a storyline, and and Harden's been as great of a storyline as any. Mm-hmm. But the voters also like the guy getting it for the first time. Yeah, and that's what Harden got last year, mm-hmm. and that's I think what Giannis will get right. this year. I think that people like, I think that Giannis is super likable, mm-hmm. and again, there's there's not a flaw in him Mm-mm. in the fact that he's so likable, and for whatever reason, there's people out there like producer Tim that just don't like Harden. And fight me. <laughs> I'm gonna fight you. We're gonna close this pod down and we're gonna fight. We're gonna fight. We're right. yes. Make sure you check yeah. us out on on Instagram. On we're, gonna be, Instagram we're, we're gonna be on Instagram live me and Tim we're gonna fight about it. So But yeah, I, I I agree with that. Um you know, I think that we talked about this last year, Tim, that in order for you to be seen as one of the greats, in order for you to build on your legacy you have to have the MVP. And I think Giannis is in that category where he he needs that for his legacy. And I think he's going to be a guy that wins multiple MVPs. Um but getting that first one right now, teams clinch the playoff, number one seed, I, I think that the time is now. I think the time is now. I agree. What position do you think Giannis is? Mm, he's a three. You think he's a three? He's a basketball player. Yeah. Nothing more. He just does everything. I think he's a three. You think he's a three? Yeah, just... Okay. I mean, I think he can do it all. There's no right or wrong answer. Yeah, right? I think he can do it all, but I, I think he is, a, is fits that small forward mold. Okay. I, I think I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I just am very curious on people's views on it, especially with the NBA in 2019. Mm-hmm. I, I, 
Tim said, I think facetiously, but he is a basketball player, and yeah. there really isn't positions as much. There really isn't. Um, but if you were to throw him in one, what would it be? I don't know. Yeah. I I almost want I almost think center sometimes. Yeah. To where a guy that just dunks that much and doesn't really shoot the ball. Yeah. To me, it kind of it almost feels right. like a center in that position. Right. You're six eleven. You score off dunking and you don't really shoot you it. Don't really shoot yeah. it. Like Paul George is a true three. Like Paul George is a true three. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's a three. Any of those other like elite guys that you consider threes, like LeBron's not a true three anymore. Kawhi, Kawhi's a three. Kawhi's Kawhi's a true three. three. Yeah, but like Kevin Durant's not a true three anymore. No, like it's like Paul George and Kawhi are the elite true threes. Absolutely. Middleton, Middleton, and Tobias Harris. I think you could probably throw in there as well. Um, Middleton's kind of a two three though. Mm -hmm. Um, Tobias Harris, I would say, is is closer to a three for sure. But it, it. I don't know. You can. No. S- I mean, shit. He brings the ball up most of the time, mm-hmm. so you can say Giannis is a one for yep. all I right. care. He's what an inch taller than than Ben Simmons, yeah. so it's not crazy to no, say a one. It's not crazy to say he's a five. Point Giannis. Yeah, it's not crazy to say he's a three. It, yep. It's it's really interesting. Um, I think he's one of the most interesting players that we've seen in the league in a long time. Yeah. And it was funny. I, I sent this in the group chat today. Um, the draft. <laughs> <laughs> the, they were looking at him as a draft prospect and uh, compared him to Nicholas Nick Batum, Batum. <laughs> which is very embarrassing. Yeah, spelled his name wrong yeah, they did. terribly. It was yeah, yeah. He's uh he's gonna be a force to be reckoned with, and I'm excited to see his so special man playoff he run. He's gonna have his playoff run. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like that team he's on too, man. Like point guard death, Bledsoe and George Hill. That's mm-hmm. nice. Great. Yeah, like he's got Nikola Mirotic now. Like Malcolm Brogdon's been Malcolm Brogdon's been Chris yeah, Middleton. Been hot. Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton's got Tom to do be the veteran guy. Oh, yep. Love it. I like this team a lot. I do Brooke too. Lopez. Brooke Lopez. Is a, has you know been the a Lakers monster. could really use right now. Brooke Lopez. Yeah. 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 No, this is and Julius Randle. Yeah, this is gonna be great. Line. Yeah, this uh, this Bucks team is gonna have a run, mm-hmm. and it's almost looking like LeBron got out of the East at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> Really, he did. It yeah. really well, he, is like I know that people think like, man, uh, the East is open now. That LeBron's out. No. And I'm like, LeBron made a he made a solid investment. He knew exactly what was yeah. coming. Don't think he wasn't aware. Yeah, right. He yeah. knew exactly what was coming. Yeah. So, you know. all right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for this edition of Shot Callers, presented by 48 Minutes and 48 Minutes Network dot com, where you can find all your favorite articles, um, podcasts game recaps and all that great stuff a reminder we are going to be at braxton brewery on march 20th at 7 30 that's in covington kentucky we're going to be doing a college basketball live podcast and we're also going to be raising funds for uh, suicide prevention so it's a great cause it's going to be some great college basketball talk we'll have some players that have actually been in the tournament uh, from schools like xavier and stuff so Make sure you come out, have a beer with us, and um, donate to a great cause. And I hope to see you guys there. Appreciate it, guys. Have a great week. Night, everybody.